guarantee that our show will start late since 2020. You're listening to Radio Reader. <laughs> I've gotten used to it. You know, how long has it been since Radio Redux started airing again after its long hiatus anyway? Uh, has it been just over a year? I remember a string of Winterfest specials since episode 200 or so. Eh, uh, yeah, probably that. I can't remember airing any pre-recorded episodes before the entire world had to share of some crazy global viral strain or whatever. <sighs> but it is what it is. It's nice to have some company before I go online for the week, and I'm thankful to have some refreshing banter to help realign my mind. I guess it's like what I said a few weeks ago on Sega Mixed Drive. Everything is better when you're near someone. <sighs> anyway, let me see what pre-recorded episode I'm wearing tonight. Uh, where's my notes? Wait a minute. Is the summer shake-up? Kevin stood in for Sheffield Blaze last night? Sega Mixer Drive already happened and had a DJ set? I'm doing a live Radio Redux this week? Oh my goodness, wait, what? Oi! Don't you dare roll the titles yet, you little fuck!
we have Dorian to Chaotix from Willock, arranging Dorian to Summer. Very appropriate, I would say, because apparently this is the longest day of the sudden year. Wow, I wonder where the sunset would be tonight. I really should actually uh, look up the actual time for that. But uh, yeah, welcome to Radio Redux this evening. So yeah, I'm not going to show how we actually got to number 224 in the space of like four years since uh, 220, but it's, it is what it is. It also feels worth seeing a number way lower than the number of episodes Sega Mixed Drive currently has, so that's something else. But yes, I'm Rexy. I'm hosting the show tonight. I'm usually here on Sunday night anyway, hosting something completely different, but I will still end up bringing in my sudden um, remix flares anyway, like I ended up saying in the chat, the Discord and all of that. I'll end up giving that to you guys uh, just a little bit later on. So uh, what's been going on with me these past couple of weeks? Well, uh, well, I mean, yeah, it has been like a couple of weeks since I last aired something, which was a regular show for Sega Mr. Drive, but obviously within that time frame, E3 happened. And that's something I would end up liking to touch upon for this week's show, uh, because it's a big event for anyone to end up keeping an eye on and seeing what they could fit inside their stockings for the entire uh, for the entire Christmas. <laughs> and um, I, I guess we can end up taking quite a few caveats away from it. However, there have been a couple of main flaws with me keeping up with it. So, yeah, first of all, I had spent E3 week away from decent internet down in the wrong, uh, the uh, wrong uh, scone-eating uh, county, that is Cornwall. Yeah, cabin internet, good on that. And there's also another main reason as well. I'm getting increasingly distanced with current trends to the point that I feel like I'm living in a completely different decade. Like, where's the newest technology from Sega or Atari? Um, why hasn't Intellivision actually gone out of business yet? And more to the point, when's the when's Driver 4 actually getting released, Atari? Give me that! Huh, you're telling me. <laughs> but uh, it is what it is. Anyway, quite a few people hanging around in the Discord this evening while I ended up uh, making my way around there. Uh, first of all, we're already in that kind of territory where Nicholas and Man skipped a few uh, minutes just to use the toilet. Good on you. Uh, do they, like, flush the other way in South Africa? I'm kind of curious about that. But, uh... Yeah, but, uh, yeah. And, of course, I also made a big mistake live right in the... Right ahead of me, and that is completely, uh, forgetting to update my metadata. So, if you're listening live, you're apparently listening to Sega Mr. Drive. And I will probably do a joke like saying, It's Friday night! It's gone past 9pm! And then end up mixing up the day, but... <laughs> it's not meant to be like that this time around, I'm afraid. Anyway, who is actually in the Discord this evening? Unlike um, the last time when uh, Kevin ended up airing live and read down everybody who was in the Discord, including those who are completely offline, I will just end up uh, going on to see who is actually active. So, uh, yeah, first of all, thank you very much to Gabby, of all people, for hosting Voice of Sega this evening, um, this afternoon, with this ridiculous off-the-wall selection of vocal stuff. So, we got all that. But uh, in the uh, active in the Radio Sega Discord this time around, I see Spurg, I see Mr. Renato, Green Viper 820, Jamie64326, Nicholas Amon, and good old Kevin himself. Looks like I really have to step up my game. Apparently I'm already docked points for even trying to roll the titles as it is. So... Yeah, that's a thing. But if you want to enjoy everything that's going on right here and now in the Discord, we are over at RadioSC.GA forward slash Discord. And we're also in the Twitter feed. That is Twitter.com forward slash Radio Sega. So we uh, definitely have quite a bit on our plates right here today. I'll give you that. Uh, yeah, Mr. Vanatz was also saying, in the meantime, LMC cash shenanigans are on the tabletop. And yes, Kevin did indeed say that is next. Yes. Um, yeah, we've got all that going on there. The, the LMC Radio Sega shake up going on right there. That'll happen right after me. So uh, be on the watch out for that. Uh, Jimmy is saying, who's this Jamie64326? Blame the rhythm. Uh, rhythm uh, blame the rundown bot for picking up your actual uh, username rather than your nickname in the chat. Try to change it if you feel like you can do that. Uh, yeah, Jamie's ancestors has Nicholas. <laughs> oh man, now all of a sudden I'm trying to imagine Jamie with this ridiculous neck beard trying to tune into the show with um with this bushed up hair. 
that's uh, something like that. Anyway, uh, okay, so it's only it only makes a lot of sense before I end up going into a lot more major dis discussion that I would go into a couple of tracks of music to start off with. So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> I end up picking one of these because obviously it would relate to a little bit of the stuff I'd like to discuss, which is a little bit of E3. Um, but on top of that, um, I also end up picking out a very very appropriate track to not only sum up E3 as it actually happened, but also uh, also pretty much my entire week down in Cornwall. And the third thing, my passion for all things Crash Bandicoot. Don't ignore it. Picked out a track right there from the uh, yeah, from the Pixel Mixes and Saint Jam album covering all things Crash. So yeah, take it away, Hashel. Road to ruin. <laughs> For 15 years, bringing you the best in video game music, this is Radio Redux.
what an outro I would end up giving you that right there. But uh, yes, we end up transitioning out of that with Ocean's Andrew giving us Ten About Sisters 2001, giving uh, that sweet arrangement right there. Holiday with Mia Faye. A uh, Phoenix Wright, it's Ace Attorney arrangement on all C remix, so go ahead and check that out over there. So, uh, yeah, apparently I was uh, speaking with Jamie in the Discord about this, and he ended up saying this has more to do with Maya than Mia, simply because, because of its usage throughout the game. So, yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Owen knew uh, very little about the game when he ended up making the arrangement to begin with. <laughs> so, that would end up explaining the uh, direction right there. He didn't even know exactly what happened to Mia within the first 15 minutes of it. So, yeah, there's that. But uh, yeah, well, that's actually, um, I mean, we actually went off on a bit of a tangent there, but there is a very good reason why I decided to put in some Ace Attorney in the set list tonight. First of all, yeah, E3, that's going to be like our main topic for this evening. So, I will, so uh, people in the chat, um, you actually have seen a lot more of the event than I had live. Up because reasons, so I'm encouraging you to end up mentioning what ended up catching your attention the most during the event. So you can do that either by mentioning it out here in the open in the Discord, so that's radioic.ga for stress Discord, or go ahead and send me a PM as well, so you've got that as well. This, uh, uh <laughs> let me see, this teaches remixes to really look into the sources. It kind of does, you can end up doing their research a little bit, but uh, sometimes you can end up uh, doing a uh, an arrangement without knowing very much at all. That's that's definitely a thing. But uh, yeah, anyway, E3, what ended up catching your eye? Uh, mention it out in the open here in the Discord or send a PM to me. So yeah, anyway, I guess um, with, with E3 happening, there hadn't been very many conferences happening uh, this time around. Uh, not many of the big names had been around like uh, EA or Sony or Activision, but uh, but we did manage to uh, see some other big guns end up stepping forward and uh, seeing what they have to present to us. So I guess it all ended up um, starting out with Gearbox preventing, uh, presenting a few things, but uh, obviously a lot of it just like blew right over my head, except for like, since when did uh, Borderlands end up warranting a movie? <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Gearbox ended up sharing a video from their movie sets, which is a little bit of a... Uh, of a uh, interesting approach for this one. I mean, I know that Borderlands had a lot of uh, hype going on for all of its games, but how can you transition a uh, comedic uh, beat, uh, uh, shooting game into a uh, movie? Or unless you could end up making like a uh, very ridiculous script out of it. So, <laughs> yeah, that's um, ex especially over the top. Uh, TCB is saying uh, COVID got to E3 more than it did in 2020. You ain't wrong. We've ended up seeing a lot of cutouts for sure just by seeing all of that. Uh, but uh, yeah, and uh, 20 also said E3 2021 was as a whole was it basically 2021 is filler. We're back in 2022. Sounds like every single year for E3 pandemic or not. You tell me. Uh. But uh, yeah, Twinny also mentioned, particularly for Microsoft, it let us know that Xbox Game Pass is a thing and it got us exclusive, uh, exclusives as well. Uh, so, <laughs> so I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I ended up hearing about the Game Pass with a lot of different Sega games getting ending up uh, added to this one. So um, that's uh, also uh, considered a uh, thing right, uh, right there for it. Um, but, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, we've ended up uh, getting like nine Bethesda games as well as Doom Eternal getting moved onto there. And I heard that some kind of Yakuza game or several are making their way as well. But uh, it only makes sense for those who end up having an Xbox to begin with. And if you do, then good luck enjoying your Halos or your realistic bases uh, uh, and whatever kind of stuff that uh, Rare is uh, putting up these days. Talking of which... Sea of Thieves has uh, got an in-game crossover now with Pirates of the Caribbean. And let me say, it's about sodding time. We've ended up with uh, some kind of a uh, other franchise making its way through. <laughs> Seriously, where's that uh, Escape from Monkey Island collaboration? Or, you know, Monkey Island in general? Um, we need a bit of guybrush in our lives. But, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, anyone who's at least played Sea of Thieves would end up vouching on the idea of doing sandbox um, Pirate, uh, pirate and bucketeering, so yeah, I mean, it does feel kind of funky just being able to uh, uh, face the open waves like this. Uh, TCB is saying in the chat, actually talking to complete silence in the background unnerves me. And yes, 20 has uh, is also saying to him, have you not heard of any of Redux episode before? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, like I said, trying to adapt to all this. It also feels weird speaking without music, but that's um, that is something that I feel absolutely prepared uh, prepared for. <laughs> um, apparently, the Outer Worlds Two is also getting a uh, sequel, and it's currently in production. Um, this is something I heard quite a uh, bit about, but. Uh, but uh, just by being able to uh, look at the announcement trailer, it also um, gives me the kind of um, similar expanse in the open world feel that uh, the original had. It just feels like a... Uh, it, it feels like Fallout, just with a a more desert expanse and, uh, and a lot more of the uh, spacesuits right there. Like I said, I'm completely out of touch with modern gaming, so I'm just kind of trying to see how it is. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm obviously out of my depth when it comes to Xbox. There's absolutely no way. There's no way I can actually keep on commenting on these things. Uh, Square Enix! Oh, yeah. Apparently they ended up getting a big surprise by showing a uh, that they've got a Guardians of the Galaxy uh, game in development. But um, that doesn't exactly make much sense because I heard that the uh, Square Enix Avengers game ended up a... Um, uh, falling flat a bit? I'm not quite even too sure what's going on. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, according to Wikipedia, the uh, critical response for the uh, Marvel's Avengers game that Square Enix put out was extremely mixed or average, which makes me question exactly why they're doing a Guardians of the Galaxy game. Probably money? Probably money. That's just what I'm trying to assume from all of this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, we did indeed getting a little bit of mobile representation on the Square Enix side. Thanks, Jamie, for bringing that up. I saw some comparison screenshots for Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster and uh, what was originally seen through a SNES um, CRT TV at the time. I know they're trying to replicate the feel, but it isn't really true pixel if it's just uh, looking at uh, weird sprites that looks like they would end up fitting on a mobile phone. And did we need another remaster of another game that also has a remaster on a phone anyway? I'm absolutely confused about all this. So yeah, that's a that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fast is saying, uh, I'm gonna say, Jamie's also saying Guardians of the Galaxy game is going down a different route to the Avengers. Well, I mean, if it's the same team, then it makes me wonder exactly what kind of uh, different direction they would end up wanting to go for in the first place. And Fast also said Avengers is a crappy live service, apparently Guardians isn't. Um, well, I mean, you don't get the major crossovers if you're just focusing on one branch of Marvel in comparison to others, but, uh... But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Guardians are already huge enough for as it is, but um, something that wouldn't exactly carry them on until they end up taking on other different franchises. <laughs> uh, gonna say, 20 is saying in regards to remasters, I can't help but buy what they tell me to buy. Sounds like the uh, winning formula for anything to do with Final Fantasy back in the very early 90s right there. <laughs> uh, Jamie also sent me a PM as well, also relating to Square Enix. What catches my eye at E3 this year? Practically everything at Nintendo's E3 I will end up making a uh, mention about that much later on. And uh, 20, I gotta say, uh, Jamie also said that he made a thread tweet about it. And included to mention Life is Strange game coming. Um, something you thought would have happened a while back, but we'd see all three. I mean, um, I'm aware of Life is Strange. Um, I, because. Um, I mean, I'm only really truly aware because of the, one of the characters ending up going strong on Final Fantasy Spirits Within. Just remembering that from a What Happened episode from Matt, Matt, Matt McNuckles. Uh, Mac Knuckles. <laughs> I can't say the name. What on earth am I even thinking? Wow. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, Jimmy had also mentioned a few other things as well, like uh, the uh, the Fatal Frame game, but. Uh, no, this, uh, the further I go down, it's going to be more and more towards uh, Nintendo-based stuff as well. So I need to end up holding myself back on that one because I'm saving Nintendo for last and for a very, very appropriate reason. So, yeah, we uh, we definitely need to feel this. So, um, yeah, back on the uh, recap, just to be absolutely sure. If I can just be able to uh, click on the uh, links again. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, Warner Brothers are a bit of a surprise showing, but there's, but uh, all of that ended up going above my head. And the PC gaming show had a couple of Sega-related things with Two Point Campus and a, and a gameplay video for Tropical Resort Attack 2 and Sonic Colors Ultimate. But... Why the PC gaming show? Couldn't they have just like squeezed in somewhere else? I mean, 
is uh, is Sonic Colors Ultimate even? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is going on the Switch. Even the Xbox as well. They could have picked either of those two ideas to end up showcasing their product, but no, they had to go with something a little bit quieter. But uh, yeah, that's something. <laughs> oh, goodness sake. Hey, Callum is saying Guardians of the Galaxy? More like Guardians of my money when that when that game comes out. Okay, looks like... Um, uh, looks like that's definitely... Uh, 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 goodness sake. Uh, uh, definitely worth the paywall? Okay. Uh, I can't really make a silly jest on the, on the side right there. <laughs> yeah, PC gaming does make sense for two-point campus because it's like essentially made for the PC. So uh, yeah, a little bit of a knockoff fight. Uh, knockoff? No, a spiritual successing right there for the uh, theme hospital and of course continuation of Two Point Hospital as well. So we've, uh, so I see the link right there. But Sonic Colors Ultimate on the PC gaming show still baffles me. And uh, that is uh, so much of an oddity right there. Uh, the Capcom side also uh, had some um, interesting revelations as well by uh, bringing up uh, DLC content for Resident Evil Village, which is something I'm not quite too uh, invested in. A trailer revealed for Monster Hunter Stories 2, which is a franchise I'm still not too invested in, but I know for sure it's got its fan base. But one thing I did notice was that the great Ace Attorney Chronicles, which is essentially a couple of prequels for Ace Attorney based in the um, 19th century, actually is going to get localized for the Switch and PS4 and Steam. So, yeah. I mean, I remember when that got released on the 3DS and people started taking a look at the screenshots and thinking, how are they going to localize that for the for the English-speaking market? Because it's very clearly looking like 20... It's like 19th century Japan. You can't really change that to what um, Phoenix Wright has, like trying to change everything to American or anything like that. But I guess Capcom has its ways. And I know that Ace Attorney definitely has its fan base all the way out in the States. I mean, I played the first two installments, which is pretty much all it's going to get from me. But um, what I ended up seeing was like his own dramatic affair among all the uh, puzzle solving and all of that. Jamie is saying, don't mention much of the great Ace Attorney. I avoided Capcom for that due to spoilers. Yep, fair enough. All I really know about uh, that is that it also brings in uh, Sherlock Holmes, but obviously... That name has to get changed because conflict with the estate. So, yeah. Oh, Jamie is saying it's actually... Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm aware of it being uh, over in London because of, of the whole... Uh, <laughs> of uh, that elementary, my dear, right thing going, going on right there. <laughs> wow, did it really sound like I suddenly had a mustache on myself? Yeah, I'm kind of uh, thinking about that. But wow, okay. Well, I mean, that's pretty much my perception on those kind of V3. But I'm going to have to hold off a little bit for... Uh, for the Nintendo side, because I'm, I would really need to not overlap too much onto time. Uh, there's going to be quite a lot of feeling I'm going to be needing with that one. But for now, let's get some more summary um, kind of tunes going on right there. You'll understand the connection if you understand the meme that follows it. So, yes, go ahead and take it away for is Majelanic. <laughs>
on iTunes, Spotify, and Radio Sega. You're listening to Radio Redux. Intertwined meme together. We like to swap things around. So, uh, yeah, sealing things off. I end up bringing in um, uh, Hal and Kusamoto giving us the uh, Vocaloid treatment with Mako. Afterburner Nico mix. So, uh, I believe that is part of uh, the Get Ready Vocaloid album. So, check it out on the 24 7 stream outside of Showtime. And I got a question from TCP. So, in Radio Redux tradition, are we getting QA with Rexy? Yes, we are. That's actually going to happen the next track that I picked out. So please, if you're going to send in questions for Q&A UK, <clears throat> I mean, Q&A WVXE, <laughs> then please PM them to me right here in the Discord. If you're not there, radioic.ga forward slash Discord, then go ahead and do just that. If you're listening through the... Uh, through elsewhere, but he can't get into the Discord by any other means, then there's Twitter as well, twitter.com forward slash Radio Sega. But now, yes, you guys have pretty much been waiting for this one. Nintendo's stuff for E3. So, yeah, I've been personally trying to map my uh, feelings on this one for for pretty much all week, I would end up uh, saying for that. But um, yeah, the big thing, I mean, there's quite a lot of big things happening on, on Nintendo's side. The Guardians of the Galaxy game which we just just discussed is heading to Nintendo Switch. Metroid Dread is going to be a brand new 2D Metroid game to mark the 35th anniversary, so that's a thing. I guess I heard Nintendo ended up uh, teasing people based on that. Um, we've got some uh, additional content from my Golf Super Rush, so if you guys want to tee off, you've got that. And we've got a trailer for Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, the, uh, but it's... Um, it's definitely not getting released in 2021, so you're going to have to hold off on that one for now. But the biggest thing that ended up catching my attention more than anything else, and for very obvious reasons, is that we now have Tekken in Smash! 
I mean, we kind of already had that anyway because Heihachi had a Mii costume in Smash 4, but this is going like completely full on now. Uh, so this means music getting added, more content uh, getting added as well, but the, the character? They chose Kazuya Mishima of all characters. I mean, I'm extremely baffled about this pick, to be fair. Now, don't get me wrong right there. I am all in favor of Tekken in another fighting game. I mean, uh, Smash is pretty much right for the taking with all sorts of other different fighters and beat-em-ups, for sure. We've already got some representation from Fatal Fury, Punch-Outs, Arms, uh, <laughs> my gosh. And even that sun, uh, uh, yeah, Street Fighter, of course, that's another one. And, of course, we've also got the boxing minigame from Wii Sports. But... <laughs> But yeah, we're kind of overdue some Tekken rep right there because that was it, it was inevitable for making its way into different crossovers. We had Heihachi make his appearance in um, Smash Ripoff, that is PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, and Yoshimitsu, I believe, made his way through into Soul Calibur, dealing his blade out with the best of them. So, yeah, I mean, that's really cool. But what battles me more than ever is, it, is this particular question for me. Why did Kazuya, of all characters, make his way into the Smash roster? Now, usually when I end up looking at all this, I tend to think of the most iconic kind of character that would end up making their way right through. And for a fighter and a brawler, you would end up trying to look for the most iconic. Yes, Street Fighter. You look up Street Fighter main character on Google, your first results is obviously Ryu. And he's got the right Echo Fighter as well with Ken because they both have been there since the first game and have continued to end up showcasing their skills ever since. If you look at the main character for Fatal Fury, then yes, that's Terry Bogard. You've got the iconic uh, yellow plats and and all of the uh, variations and all that. Uh, the beefy arms uh, structure and all of that. <laughs> I know obviously very little about Fatal Fury except that it competed with Streets of Rage back in the day, but it's also a thing. V uh, Virtua Fighter didn't even get a, uh, a main character in there, but Akira from that game, another standout character, uh, very appropriately, is a spirit character in the, in uh, Smash Ultimate, so we have that as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jamie is saying, boxing mini game from Wii Sports. Don't tell me you're referring to Little Mac and Punch Out. No, I am referring to boxing in Wii Sports. With the Miis. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Anyway. So, yeah, I'm like, uh, losing my train of thought right here and all. Yeah, I mentioned main characters. However, when it comes to uh, main character usage in Tekken, I would end up googling that. But Kazuya isn't the first result that ends up popping up. Of course, there's a very good reason why. In the first game, Kazuya did indeed make his appearance among the main roster, and um, he had the devil gene and was able to uh, channel his, en his energy with the Mishima-style karate very well and taking his way to the, to the win right there. But from Tekken 2 onwards, and even when uh, Jin Kazama got added into the roster in uh, Tekken 3, you would then start to realize that those who end up taking, uh, uh, taking over the Mishima Zaibatsu would end up becoming a whole bunch of heel face revolving doors. So, what would end up being a main character in one game wouldn't be the main character in the next, and so on, and so on, and so on. So. Yeah, and it's uh, and it's pretty much been like a big waste wobble between uh, Kazuya, Jin, and Heihachi for the leading crown in uh, that particular organization. So any one of those three could have easily been a uh, bigger main character than the others. Now here's the biggest problem. My link towards Tekken have pretty much been with the PS1 days more than any future generation. And in those um, in, in those three games, yes, the first one was a little bit um, rough with the button mapping on the PS1, but it gives you the revolution of using four buttons for each limb. And indeed, uh, Kazuya ended up making his, ended up being the main uh, Mishima fighter there. Then we went on to Tekken 2, where instead of uh, Kazuya, who ended up being the final boss, he swapped roles with Heihachi, and he played very similar. And in that point, the controls were a lot more refined, and the uh, <laughs> and the uh, combos were so much easier to end up getting pulled off and all the all those extra modes. And then we had Tekken 3, which ended up being a further refinement, and even had the um, the idea to like jump uh, into the and out of the foreground to uh, really add in some added strategy. And in that case, Jin Kazama took the because uh, uh took the uh, uh i'm gonna say mishima karate style user in the main roster and it would end up being more evident as you look at all of the uh, cover arts for all of those games and then we start getting towards the ps2 here which i didn't really um play much of but i noticed that for the 
for the fourth one. I think it was uh, Kazuya who had the Hodobin on the cover of four. And then we had Jin and Kazama for... Um, look at the seat. Uh, Jin for, <laughs> for five and six and being the poster boy. And then we had the split between, uh, between uh, Kazuya and Heihachi for seven, which... Um, really ends up taking it home. With Kazuya being absent during three, in fact, even left for dead for three, it makes me wonder, he's not even as important as a main character in the entire series as Jin ended up being. Also carrying the devil gene and wanting to, um, <laughs> wish a dab upon his, uh, abs his, his, uh, you know, his, uh, predecessors, that sort of thing going on. <laughs> Jamie is right there. He actually couldn't exactly get picked because he already had a me costume. But, I, uh, but, uh, didn't Springman already have a me costume as well in Smash 4? Um... <laughs> I very, I, I actually uh, need a bit more of a reminder on this one right there, but uh, yeah, of, of all the uh, of, of all of all the uh, different uh, me costumes, we ended up um, uh, having. Oh, gonna say, cause all have a whole bunch of wigs and all of that. I just ended up uh, being able to uh, note all of this, uh, but I mean, it also doesn't quite exactly uh, make much sense because uh, uh, other playable characters like uh, Karul and. Uh, Zelda and uh, gonna say Captain Falcon and all of that would end up having their own individual wigs and all of that right there. But uh, what about individual um, in individual costumes? So I mean, I'm a little bit. Uh, I mean, I'm a little bit uh, skeptical on all of that and all of that. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure there has to be at least one me costume from Smash Four that also made its way back into uh, Smash Five or something like that. Ribbon Girl, that was probably it. Uh, TCB. Pretty sure Ribbon Girl ended up making her way into the roster. Or did I mix her up with another ARMS character? Jeez, what is even going on with me? But I'm kind of getting away from the point in this one. Kazuya hadn't been used a lot in the original generation for Tekken. So why is he considered lesser important than even Jin Kazama? Which, uh, which indeed, when I looked up Tekken main character on Google, Jin is the first result. And rightfully so, he's appeared in every main game since 3, and has appeared in all of his spin-offs except one, and that is that very weird-looking uh, Gallagher game that ended up having a quite a few Tekken characters in it. So that's the thing. Oh, it was Midman. Thank you very much, TCB. And you, I got a little bit confused right there. Thanks. But, um, uh, yeah, Kazuya, however, ended up taking the uh, liberty to end up skipping installments because of his for dead status and all of that. So that makes me uh, a bigger question right here. Why is Jin... Why is Jin Kazama not even an Echo Fighter? I mean, both he and Kazuya both have the Devil Gene, could end up harnessing Devil's powers at any time, and could still end up dishing out that that uh, Mishima-style karate for all it is. This is something I don't exactly quite understand right there. Jin, by default, is the more iconic Tekken character out of the two of them. And that is something that I keep on asking people around here for a lot, uh, for a lot of the uh, past week or so, but I've never really been able to get a, a precise answer right there. I know for sure that Sakurai has ended up being able to choose characters who had also appeared on Nintendo platforms, but guess what? Jin did just that, and I have two words for you. Tekken Advance. So of course he already has his option right there to uh, make his jump. So, yeah, we have that. But, uh, yeah, I'm getting um, really ridiculously heated up right there. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty much slumming my iron fist all the way down with this one. And for wh for whatever reason, Kazuya not even... Uh, Kazuya getting treatments over what ended up being the uh, Tekken poster boy is something that I'm pretty much going to end up really having to uh, jig things up. Uh, jig things up? That's a very unappropriate word. <laughs> Um, uh, things up for quite some time, and uh, it's it's uh, it's making me wonder exactly um, how things would have been different if he ended up approaching Namco and say and asking for a little bit more true Iron Fist or whatever. But that's something I'm gonna have to end up uh, coping with before I too end up getting slung down by the end of the by the end of a canyon by the hand of a grippling person with an inner demon inside.
very appropriate for the Tekken segment right there and bringing in my Reaper's arrangement of Kazuya's theme from Tekken 2, Endless, I'm gonna say, Emotionless Passion, which is uh, part of his uh, Tekken 2 album. Uh, I can't even seem to remember exactly what it's called. Uh, Tekken 2 Reclamation, check that out on Apple Music and, I, and um, Spotify and all of those places. However, this is the moment when I'm supposed to transition into a Q&A UK. Oh, uh, I mean, a Q&A with Rexy. So I've been asking you just before block number two, um, send in whatever kind of questions you end up wanting to ask me about all of this. Trying to shoot the breeze with me for a little while while I ended up uh, sealing things out a little bit. But uh, I've been looking in my uh, in my messaging on the on Twitter and all of that. I mean, I mean, I mean, on Discord more than anything else. But I. I hadn't received a dang thing. <sighs> Jeez, are we all of a sudden getting uh, Winterfest 2017 flashbacks all of a sudden? I have a feeling that would end up being the case, but uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, absolutely see about that. Uh, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess I'm just like flicking back towards the... Uh... Okay, actually I got a question from uh, TCP. Do you think we'll end up hearing anything about a Spyro 4 at some point this year? I mean, we've been teased about a, a new addition uh, for Spyro the Dragon. And repeatedly so through the uh, Crash 4 art book and mentioning about a Project Rainbow or whatever it would end up being. And um, we've also got the uh, collaboration on Crash on the Run, which is still ongoing if you're still playing that like I am. Uh, but, uh, but whether we're going to end up hearing about it, especially considering it's been... Um, a good year or so, a good, I mean, more like a good three years or so since the last uh, Spyro game we ended up having, and um, by that, that point I mean remasters, uh, remakes or whatever, then I thought it would have actually been possible. Covid, however, has left a lot of things up in the air, and with Toys for Bob also helping out on Warzone, uh, then there's also the uh, possibility of uh, them being a little short-staffed on other projects as well, so all I can really do is just try and believe it with my own eyes and see exactly what would end up happening with that. I am all in favour of more Spyro content. You can trust me on that one. You can absolutely trust me. I was there from the beginning and I want to be there as the franchise keeps continuing. Jamie is saying, I've just got Crash 4 on Switch. Can't believe Activision finally released it physically in the EU. Hey, uh, which particular date was that, Jamie? Uh, keep me in the loop with this. I remember when Crash Bandicoot 4 got released on the Switch, it started digital only. So there has to be some kind of date for the physical uh, physical side of things. So, yeah, hit me up with that, dude. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Crash 4 was an absolute blast to play on the PS4. That's one I would absolutely love to revisit just before the series' f uh, 25th anniversary. But it will also be a heck of a slog to end up um, trying to uh, stream 106% completion over Twitch. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, it's um, like... It's, it's like lengthy enough as it is. It's like a 48-hour campaign for me. Uh, Jamie is saying I just got it on Monday, just gone. Oh, there are copies in just that. Cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's absolutely fine. Uh, Resident SD is saying apologies for missing the last 15 minutes of the show as I'm out, but I very much enjoyed the first 45 on the way. No worries about it. It's, I uh, heard you were going to end up making your uh, way towards something very fun and exciting tonight. So, uh, yeah, hey, got all that going on. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you actually made me curious now about what else uh, Jamie ended up uh, mentioning in, in his uh, in his uh, Twitter chain over the uh, past week. Um, let see, he rolled up Fatal Frame, which I heard was like some kind of um, crazy um, uh, spooky photography game. Something he had been extremely curious, which uh, makes a lot of sense. But yeah, he also mentioned Advanced Wars coming back. Oh yeah, I only ever played the uh, Advanced Wars games on the uh, on the DS, unfortunately. So I'm a little bit behind when it comes to those. But I am all up for wanting to get my uh, commanding itch back on with this. I never played a GBA Advanced Wars game before, so this will be pretty exciting about that. And of course, we've got some Super Monkey Ball getting announced announced as well thanks to the sega side so you pretty much have got an idea as to how i'm ending up going to end up closing out the entire show uh, the mario and rabbit side is making me think yeah it sounds more like rayman is getting digged for uh, uh, getting buried further and further six feet under something because the rabbits are just way too marketable for something very simple and um and all of that so i guess we got that 
Um, I also know very little about Drag about Danganronpa as I mean, I mean, I do know things about Dra Danganronpa storyline wise. Absolutely, I know how the story goes for those games, and I've uh, and I've seen the uh, first uh, game uh, anime adaptation, but I haven't actually physically actually uh, played any of the games. But I really, really want to end up doing that. And Jimmy mentioned in the Zelda, the Legend of Zelda game and watch. I mean, is that really the best? That's that Nintendo can do for say for uh, Zelda's 35th anniversary. Thought they could have been doing something so much bigger than that. <sighs> I mean, it feels like it's an afterthought. Oh, Jamie ended up showing off his uh, Crash 4 uh, box for the Switch. <laughs> Look at me, flashy right there. And I'm doing working my face again. 90 degrees twist to end up seeing the entire thing in its entire glory. <sighs> I got two words for you, Jamie. Portrait mode. <laughs> Okay, well, I mean, yeah, that's as, that's pretty much um, as much as I would end up being able to uh, squeeze in right there. The Q&A was more like just two questions and going off on a tangent on seeing someone else's social media. But before we end up uh, making our way out, I've got uh, two more summary tracks to end up... Um finishing things off. I'm going to mention that right here and now. One of them is a very lovely uh, Monkey Ball track that I ended up uh, picking out. Uh, very appropriate because uh, Monkey Ball Banana Mania is making its way to the Switch. So that'll be very lovely to end up airing. Uh, oh, Jamie sent me another question, another PM. Have you ever considered releasing your remixes on platforms like Bandcamp? I used to consider releasing original music on platforms like Bandcamp. But the bigger question is whether I would end up uh, being able to uh, uh, make um, any kind of uh, money from licensing or anything like that. I mean, if you're trying to sell video game remixes, then licensing is a whole other kettle of fish. And then you have to figure out exactly what would end up working for pay what you want. It's just extremely complicated. But uh, yeah, if I'm to, to release anything on Bandcamp, then I would end up needing to uh, ask somebody as to how the whole thing works or even put together an entire album or something like that together. I mean, that's the kind of curiosity I need to end up striking up on that one. So, uh, yeah, thanks for the last minute question there, Jamie. But, uh, yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah, as, as I said, Monkey Ball, finishing things off. I picked out Xenon Odyssey's Beach Holiday to end up sealing off the entire show from the Radio Sega um, uh, Collision Theory album. And if we're going to end up acknowledging Monkey Ball and Summer in one fell swoop, it had to be with some lovely chiptune goodness. So, uh, yeah, if you want to catch up with me anytime, then you have the Twitter feed on, and that is me, Freak Rexy. That's F-R-E-Q-R-E-X-Y. That is my exact same name over on the Twitch side as well. So, Twitch, if you see me streaming there, then go ahead and uh, see what I'm up to. Jimmy's saying, why is Crash 4 at 12 plus? And Jamie says, I know it says bad language. Yes, I blame Dingle Dial for that one. That is your reason. Dingle Dial is the main dude behind all the bad language in the game. Listen out for it. <laughs> anyway, okay, so uh, yeah, tw uh, Twitter, Twitch. Uh, so what's going to be happening next? The LMC block will end up happening next, and we're going to, and it's a Radio Sega takeover. Some of those have been playing some uh, Cards Against Humanity, so we're going to be doing that. I'm also going to be using Twitter much later. I'm going to see Twitch much later on. Uh, during the VG Beats box that's taken over by I Need Fruits. That's when I would end up uh, doing a Donald Duck going quackers relay race with people in another Discord server. So if you uh, see me in the uh, live streaming uh, channel, uh, no, not another live streaming channel. Uh, do you have access towards the uh, Twitch channel as well? But it, I guess it looks a bit privatized right now. Uh, but uh, yeah, look out for my Twitch anyway for when that goes live. Maybe even watch and enjoy the tunes at the same time. Yeah, you got that. You absolutely got that. <laughs> Dingle Dan is a good guy, yet the most vulgar of the crew. Sums him up, TCB. That is Australian language for you, mate. Yeah, crude Australians. Give me the goods and give me the goods and shove off. It's like, it's as rude as you get. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm, I will return next week for Sega Beats Drive and Sonic the Hedgehog's 30th anniversary. And that means triple the remix highlights, as I mentioned in the um in the uh, end uh, uh, end bumper for uh, Sega Mixer Drive that happened two days ago. So uh, please get your fan arrangement requests in through my Twitter and the PM on Discord, as I previously mentioned. So go for it. But uh, for now, enjoy the sunset and the rest of the summer shakeup or whatever stupidly warm or wet weather you've got and try not to work out about Echo Fighters like I did. <sighs> it is, yeah.
Oh my gosh. Seriously, Jin should have been there. But either way, I'll be like the genie that I really want to be, I guess. Uh, not quite too sure how to transition out of this one. But yeah, make it a great week. I'll see you in five minutes for LMC Cast. And then, uh, other than that, I will end up uh, catching you for Segmist Drive next week and all of that too. So yeah take <laughs> yeah i really should have actually been a lot more on the ball with this but that is exactly how it is i'm not used to speaking more than playing music but <laughs> kevin i hope i did you proud mate but yeah take care <laughs>
Can I start over?